You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 185. Today, we're talking about the four steps to mastery in your life so you can finally get out of your own way and get more of what you want with less effort. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Oh my goodness, it's Monday, which means it's another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, James Wedmore. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy new fresh week. Five, six, seven days of more possibilities for you in your life. This is a good one. Okay, I'll just get right into it. He's back. Back again. Back for the third time. Our good friend, Mr. Jim Fortin, he's becoming quite the regular here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. For those of you guys who don't know, Jim is a high-performance expert, and he's been coaching and working with six, seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs and doing this work for over 20 years now. He first was introduced to you guys on the podcast back in just about a year ago to the day which is crazy, by the way. Episode 114 of the podcast, how to reprogram your subconscious mind for lasting success. That has quickly risen to the top as one of the most popular, most downloaded episodes. Our listeners and you keep listening over and over again to that episode. If you haven't listened yet, we'll link it up in the show notes for you, of course. I highly recommend it. It's a great place to start. Jim goes into, you know, this whole idea that most of you know by now, you know, research tells us 95% of our thoughts Our actions, our habits, behaviors, and decisions are all subconscious. Like we're operating from a program, like on autopilot, and we don't even know it. And how we can begin to start shifting that. We wonder why we're not getting the results we want in our business. Well, so much of the actions which are correlated to the results that we want are something we're not even noticing. They're happening on autopilot, right? And so when we begin to look at the identity level in our lives, we can begin to shift that. Uh, Very powerful episode. And then I had Jim back again on episode 141. We took that conversation deeper. And it was funny, is after having those chats with Jim on the podcast, he started telling me, he's like, you know, James, I'm just scratching the surface here. What? This is just the surface? And so today in this episode, we're taking the conversation deeper down the rabbit hole than we've ever taken it before. So I hope you are ready. I hope you're sitting down for this one. I want you to be buckled in because we do go pretty deep. We go pretty far. I love it. I hope you're willing to go there, but it's a bigger conversation. It's probably a conversation that you've never had before. We are kind of pushing the boundary here, pushing the limits, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about within like the first five minutes of this episode. So I'm really excited. But for those of you guys who don't know, after the first episode aired about a year ago, almost to the day with, you know, the same, it was September of last year, 2017, I reached out to Jim and I said, hey, are you taking on coaching clients, et cetera? And we started working together and I really enjoyed working with Jim because he was able when most people people can't catch me on my blind spots. We all have blind spots. You know, no one's perfect. We all have our own stuff. That's part of this journey and the process. And, you know, entrepreneurship absolutely definitely brings that out. And uh, within the first, I would say six weeks of our work together, I saw substantial results. In fact, I finished that last quarter of the year, October, November, December, those last three months, We added over a million dollars in revenue to the business, making 2017 the highest revenue generating year in 11 years. So massive growth year. Okay. So that's pretty awesome. And it was, there's a very clear distinction, delineation, line drawn in the sand, the before and the after. Now, what's interesting, I I don't know, I don't think it's interesting, but what's really cool, I guess, is 2017 was our biggest growth year, most revenue And by the six-month mark of 2018, this year, by the end of June, we've already surpassed more than all of 2017's revenue. So it wasn't some like, you know, 
Maybe you go to some motivational event, you feel pumped up for a few days, and then you go back home and you're right back where you were, right? Now, these are compounding, lasting results that expand exponentially over time, which has been really awesome. And so we are on track to more than triple our revenue this year. And considering last year was a huge growth year, that's a pretty big deal. Now, the work Jim does is, you know, working at the subconscious level, it's transformational work. It's some deep work, peeps. (laughs) It's some deep, deep work. And those are the effects of the shifts, right? Those, as a business owner and entrepreneur, those are the things that we can start to measure. But to me, those are like, quite frankly, the small things. Like, I could care, I don't want to say I could care less, but those aren't even the most important things. They're not even the things I value the most. What I value the most and why I started this podcast is the other stuff, you know, the other stuff that matters. Like how do you value or measure peace of mind or equanimity or clarity or just happiness? Like how do you start to measure that or put a price on that or value that? And quite frankly, I believe that's what we all want. You know, I think we start businesses and create goals and set out on these journeys to achieve all these things because on some level we believe it's going to make us feel happy and we're searching for that, right? The pursuit of happiness and to discover a deeper level, a profound level of, of just happiness and joy and peace and to like live your life that way and grow a business and be creating and producing more without it sacrificing your entire life, your sanity. It's a, it's not this either or conversation, right? Like, okay, well I could do this, but it's going to cost me this. And that's where I've noticed myself operating from that in the past. You might see yourself operating from that right now. Like I want to grow, but what do you think it's going to cost you to go after your dreams? Will it, will it cost you your family, your health, your relationships, uh, your sanity, right? Your time. And to realize that even that is a story, a self-imposed limitation. And that's what I noticed myself doing. That's what I noticed so many other my students and listeners doing is we create this small lens of possibility. Like this is the only option I have, or these are my only two choices. And we always have so many more, infinitely more choices. So to be able to expand that, to see more options, more possibilities was definitely profound for me. Now, so there you go. So Jim's awesome. He's become a great friend over the past year and we, we stay in touch. He also runs his own program, his own coaching, and a lot of my students and listeners, and maybe perhaps you as well, have gone through that program. And they're also experiencing just extraordinary results. You know, especially if you're like, start to have crippling fears of rejection, questioning if you're really cut out to do these things that you want to do in your business, or am I good enough? You know, I keep getting in my own way. That's self-sabotage. All of that is stuff that Jim addresses in his coaching and helps to dissolve, resolve, remove, eliminate, erase, eradicate. I don't know, all these synonyms, right? (laughs) And it's been pretty awesome to watch other people go through it. Even my little sister has gone through it and I've seen an amazing transformation in her as she's going out and starting her business now, something that she's been wanting to do for years, right? And we keep telling ourselves the story of, I don't have enough time, I don't have all the pieces, blah, 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 right? And, you know, you'll never have all the pieces. You'll never have enough time. Now's the time. Start with the pieces you got. So anyways, like I said, Today's conversation is going to go a little bit deeper. These are four tenets of impeccability that Jim are going to talk about. These are four disciplines on a road to mastery. And as you already know, your business is a direct reflection of you, you as the entrepreneur. And if we're not focusing on these things, if we don't begin to develop a sense of mastery, if we're not present to these, it's going to be no wonder why we're struggling in our business, struggling in our life et cetera, et cetera. So this is a fantastic conversation we have. I'm just going to invite you to stay open, stay coachable. Jim in the episode talks about cognitive dissonance, where when he'll say some stuff that you may not agree with, it may conflict your view, your current version of the world. And you might throw it out. You might distort it. You might have selective hearing. And I'm just going to 
invite you to practice just this level of active listening and staying present to what he's saying and what he's sharing because this is the work that he has done for the past 20 years and it's pretty powerful. So anyways, without further ado, let's go ahead and start playing that interview with Mr. Jim Fortin right now. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am here and with Mr. Jim Fortin for the third time. And we were just reflecting on this is basically, this is just about almost to the day, 365 days since the first time that Jim and I connected and uh, and he came on to the podcast. Jim, welcome back. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Yeah, happy anniversary. So yeah, we're about a one year and it's been an amazing year. And, you know, even though we've become friends, thank you for inviting me back because I think we can do a lot of good for people for what we're going to cover today. Yes, I agree. We we talked a bit before this episode, we're going to take the conversation further. You're going to be taking this conversation further than we've ever taken it. So just to give you guys a little you know, pre-frame here, Jim has come on the podcast twice, episode 114, and it just so happened that the next episode was episode 141. That was not planned. That was not intentional. And then uh, here we are exactly a year later from that first episode. Those two episodes, Jim, as I've told you numerous times, have not just been some of the most downloaded episodes of over 180 episodes on the two and a half year journey of this podcast, but they receive the most feedback constantly. People tell me all the time how they listen to 114 over and over and over again. And for our listeners that haven't listened to them yet or 10 times yet, uh, we'll link those up in the show notes. But you've been able to impact and really help and transform a lot of people just in the past year. Yeah, well, we have together and things that we've done and places it's taken us and the people that I've worked with and people they go impact. And we've created a very significant ripple effect here. And I think the reason why, James, is let's just talk candidly, even though we're friends, I want to talk to people that are listening to this, is there's so much nonsensical, motivational, rah-rah hype out in the marketplace. And people get into a lot of that crap. They follow it because every one of us, you know, we want to live a better life and have a more powerful business and make more money and everything else. But a lot of that stuff doesn't work. And my interpretation only is that people are craving more authentic, and not in terms of my personality, but more authentic guidance and information that can help them actually, you know, get out of their own way and get what they want in life. So I, I think that's what's not me. I think that I think the content resonates and that's why it's happening. Absolutely. And I think especially in the last year, I've seen such a shift in the conversation. Like we listen to our listeners and and our customers and, and our audience so closely and you can start to hear and and they're starting to acknowledge how much they can recognize. They say things like, James, I'm just I see I'm getting in my own way. I see that I'm in my head a lot. I know I'm overthinking about this. I know it's 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 I know there's self-sabotage here and I think your episodes really began to shine the light on that. And I remember one of the things you told me a year ago is you're like, "James, I'm just scratching the surface here <laughs> with how deep this goes." And I think we are going to peel away another layer and go deeper. And so Really, for our listeners, what Jim is here to help you do on this episode is he's going to share some stuff on how you can really get out of your own way and master this ability to get out of your own way so that you can get more of what you want in your life and in your business and get it easier than you've ever gotten it before. I want that. Where do I get that? <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> well, I, I want some of that. I have this magic pill here for you. You just take one a day and you'll be you'll be fine. Solve all your problems. I'll, I'll get on Amazon. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, call, I'll call Prime today. But, you know, saying that we talked about before we started, how do we want to impact people in this call? Because we did 114 and we did 141. And that was about, for people that have already listened or, or know who I am with you, that was more about, you know, mastering your thinking, subconscious habits, brain-based habits, subconscious identity, characteristics, and ways of being. So we wanted to do something different this time like we talked about. And if you don't mind me just actually sharing here is that we want to talk about what I call the four pillars of impeccability. Can we just, yeah, this is, this is great. And, and so I just want to, before you introduce these four pillars, I'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, when I heard the word impeccability, yeah. I heard it means like my definition that I have in my head is it's perfect. Like no, yeah. no flaws, no problems. How would you, is that how you define impeccability? What is, what does that mean to be impeccable? Well, let's go back one more step here, which you're very familiar with this. Your sister is, 
So let's start here. You know very well, and you have for a long time, that my brother-in-law is a shaman, Mm -hmm. my sister's husband. Mm -hmm. And his story has been written. It's sold millions and millions of copies around the world. He's very, very private. When people get sick, you might even want to share some of your own stories or a story. When people get sick, they've got serious medical issues. They come to him. For those of you who don't know what a shaman is, a shaman is anthropologists can trace them back about 70,000 years, starting in Siberia. The word shaman means someone who can see in the dark, meaning they can see between worlds. They can see what other people cannot see. And well, let me keep going here. To concretize this a little more, they were the advisors to Mayan kings and Native American tribes are known as the medicine men. They are the seers and they are the healers. When people are ill now, you know, more than anything else, when people are ill, they come to him. And when people are seeking spiritual growth and involvement, they come to him and he assists with that. So I've been apprenticing with him. I've been a shaman's apprentice for 25 years. And when I first started working with him, he said, what's vital in your time with me is that you master impeccability. Now, to your question, what is impeccability? Impeccability means without flaw. Now, what I mean by that is, and some of you might be thinking, well, you know, nobody's perfect, et cetera, et cetera. But what I mean by that is that we evolve ourselves as beings, and we're going to go pretty deep here in a bit, that we evolve ourselves to the highest degree, something along the lines of what Buddhism would call enlightenment. We evolve ourselves to the highest degree that we can while on this planet. And the benefit to you guys listening is that the higher you evolve, the totality of your being, the easier it's going to be for you to get everything that you want in life and business and to live a life of well-being. Did that answer your question? It did. And, and it obviously opens up a can of worms of a ton of other questions. But uh, the first one I have for you is like we hear terms when people go down a path of learning about spirituality of things like the soul or a higher self or spirit and that that is a part of us like we all have this higher self. If I'm relating it to that is like that concept of a higher self like a version of us that is without flaw. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's You're more right. about operating from that higher self. Okay, let me go back here. So l- higher self is, is I'm not going to say it's ever used, but it's a word that you hear over and over and over in the new age niche. Yeah. You know, all, all like the favorite, the favorite buzzwords, if it were marketing, would be love and light, higher self, and vibration. Mm-hmm. Right? You hear that in all the kind of new age stuff, and I'm definitely not knocking the new age stuff. So let's, let's go from higher self. Let's go to what I call our luminous self. We are lumo sapiens, meaning we are light, which is luminous. We are light beings. Now, instead of saying higher self, let's say our double, which is your luminosity. In this lifetime, you have a bag of skin in this 3D reality that's called James Wedmore that has this entire experience on this planet. That bag of skin is going to cease to exist at one point. And then at that point, you return to essence. You return to what I call your double, which you're calling your higher self. You return to your luminosity. You return to the cosmic energetic being that you are that has been around for literally a Google of time. I'm using that word specifically, a Google of what we call time. We are infinite. So I'm not just saying, oh, that higher part of me that people always talk about, oh, my higher self. I'm talking about which we'll get into in a second with the first principle of impeccability, which is balance. I'm talking about that we learn to be in this world, but not of this world. And we evolve ourselves to the highest possible degree. One more comment here. Mm -hmm. As you see all this stuff on, you know, all this nonsense and guys, I'm just being candid, all this nonsense on Facebook, all the motivators saying things like live your unlimited potential. You know what? You know that for you see it all the time, right? Sure. You know, live unlimited potential. Yeah. What they're talking about when they say that is they're saying live the unlimited potential of your 3D, which means the physical world around you and your perceptions and your past history. Live the unlimited potential of, and by the way, our 3D life, James Wedmore's body and mine, is one-tenth of one percent of the totality of who we are. And when they say stuff like that, they're saying – you know, that one-tenth of one percent of who you are, live that unlimited. And that is nonsense. Wow. So even that is like one of the most limiting things you could say. Exactly. 
because we all have, we have these 3D egos, for example. So you grew up in Laguna Beach and then you had your parents and your money and your school and your social status and what you do now. And if I said, James, you take what that is and what you think that construct is and you live that unlimited, but that's still only one tenth of your total being because you're not even thinking about, well, who is my cosmic self? Who is my luminous being? What is that? That's what you want to balance back with the ego identity of James Wetmore. But then when you live only or people live only as the 3D being, we are then confined and restricted by all the limitations of our environment and the physical world and even things like our belief systems. And when we start living from higher impeccability, meaning balance and letting go of ego and self-importance and letting go of past history and letting go of attachment, which we'll talk about all four, when you start living there, you're living from the higher part of your being you're living from the, okay, let me back up one more thing and then I'll stop mm-hmm. here and we'll go on. You've seen the, uh, it's in the Star of David, but you've seen the triangle as above, so below, so below, as above. Yes. Okay. All right. Most people live from below, meaning a 3D bag of skin, trying to live up to their spirituality, which they only, however they define that, whether it be religion or spirituality, mm, let me meditate for 15 minutes a day. They do it once a week. They're living completely in the 3D bag of skin, trying to live higher to the higher up. And the most powerful way to live is to live from the higher, meaning the totality of you to the lower and people work backwards. Mm -hmm. And even us listening to this conversation right now, I, I can't even put words to it, but it's like most of us will be listening from a, like that limited 3D space to like not even fully comprehend this message. That is a great observation because what people will do is they will take this, what they're hearing, and they will stuff it into their 3D perceptions of reality and beliefs and knowing and thoughts. So that's what humans do for the most part is they take what they hear and they try to cram it into their own model of reality and it doesn't fit yeah. or they make it fit. And that's when we get into, which we're not going to go into this call, but like cognitive dissonance where we filter anything out that doesn't work with our model of reality. And what I'm talking about today and what we're talking about is four principles. I have walked and I have, I've, when I say walk, let me back up here also. People in my field who do what I do, there's a fair amount of people who talk a lot of great talk, but they don't walk the talk. Being with a shaman, I have been forced to walk this path, meaning walking the talk as well, not just talking. And that means when we talk about balance, that means integrating that and living from that place of balance or letting go of self-importance and ego or past history or attachment. So yes, people will try to take this and make this what's going to fit their 3D ego. Uh, Let me just reiterate, when I say Mm -hmm. 3D ego or 3D box, that is your physical material world that you think is right in front of you, that you think is you but it's not you, it's one-tenth of one percent of you. Yeah, no, no, I get that. And I love what you're gonna get into because these are not just like notes that you take, things to memorize and say, okay, I got this. These are ways of living. These are disciplines on a long road Mm -hmm. to mastery. Ways of being, right? They're ways of being spiritually. I mean, when I say spiritual, no dogma here. Because what a lot of people do also is for those that are air quote spiritual, they'll say right on, right on. And what a lot of people don't even recognize is they actually, then what people will do many times, people that are spiritual or new age will criticize people that are religious because the people that are religious are living from dogma. But people that are spiritual many times don't even recognize that they have made their spirituality dogma, which also makes it a religion. What I'm talking about is four higher ways of being that can bring out the higher cosmic essence of who you are as both a 3D and luminous being taking up space on this planet right now. And going back to what you said about people being spiritual, that's that's what I call the, the spiritual ego trap, where it's like the ego is now, it's disguised in spiritual clothing. Yeah, it's spiritual arrogance. And these people think, oh, I'm better than that person over there because I'm spiritual and they're not. Not even recognizing that they're trapped in the same trap that they're judging people for. Yeah, and, and you, you can even hear it in the language too when that, that spiritual conversation is like raising your vibration. It has this connotation that when you raise your vibration, you're higher than others. And you can see, well, they're just at a lower 
vibration. You know, it's like, I'm better than them now because I'm <laughs> spiritual and I see that. I saw myself do that. Like I recognize it in others and that, that I'm really happy you're calling that out. Well, let me, let me add something here. I don't know if we've ever talked about this in all of our time, but I have been with a very powerful shaman for 25 years. We have been inside spring equinox ceremonies and inside, inside the King's Chamber at Cheops. We've been inside ceremonies at Teotihuacan, the pyramids in Mexico, Haleakala, Palenque, Machu Picchu, Uluru in Australia. These are all power spots on the planet. And until last year, I didn't talk about a lot of this stuff. I mean, you know, my expertise over the years has been subconscious persuasion, influence, and transformation. But I didn't talk about this a lot. And the reason why I didn't talk about it a lot, even though I've been on this path and I've been with Dreamtime work and working in the ethers and non-ordinary reality that shamans bring to you, I've never felt like I know enough to help other people, yet I've been on this path for 25 years. Mm. So what I mean by that is one of the most powerful things that can serve us is humbleness. Yet, most people in the world think they know everything when most people know nothing about anything. So it serves as well for a couple of reasons to just work from, which is, is one of the principles, is to let go of that 3D ego that the world revolves around you and that you know everything. When everyone listening, let's concretize this. Everyone listening, I bet 99% can't speak more than two languages. I bet 95, you know, 99.5% can't do calculus. 99.5% uh, can't play a musical instrument. Those are just 3D things, and people think they know everything about the world, and they don't even know anything about the 3D world. Mm. Yeah. Does it make sense? It does. And this does this fall under tenant number two? Well, it would be what I call ego, mm -hmm. or a big one here, and we can, we you know, just, okay, so let's back up. The first one is balance, which we'll get to in a bit. And let me, let me go over these and we'll come back. So keep that, that conversational sure. loop open. The first one is balance. Most people think of balance is let me balance my 3D ego work. Let me balance life and business. But let's go back even further here. Have any of you even thought about where you were before you got on this planet? Seriously, what were, you know, where were you? In some cosmic waiting room somewhere? Where were you before you got here? You were somewhere before you got here, and you're going to be somewhere when you leave this 3D bag of skin. Let me use a metaphor that I've used with you before, James, is coming to this planet, and then we'll tie these principles into it, is like going on vacation. Now, you were just in Fiji, so I'd assume you did not rent a car. We did right? not, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. You didn't rent a car. But you know when you go on vacation somewhere, you fly in, you go to the rental desk, you rent a car, you drive around for several days on vacation, you take the rental car back, you drop it off, you fly home, and you go home. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's what we do when we come to the planet, is we come to this planet, we get a rental car, which is our body. And there's all kinds of styles and all kinds of makes and models of bodies. We get a body. We drive it around like we're on vacation while we're down here. Then what happens is we turn the rental car back in and we go home, which means, air quote, we die, which nobody ever dies. Even Einstein proved we cannot die, the law of conservation of energy and matter. Now, while we're here, most people stay here with a bag over their head their entire lifetime and never think about what is the totality of me? What is my higher function, higher mind, higher energy, higher vibration that I can bring down in the 3D bag of skin? So the purpose of these, the first one is balance, is people think that balance is work-life balance. Do you notice how that's all trapped in the ego? Yeah. That's just 3D stuff, work-life balance. When I say balance, what I mean is that we balance the lower part of us, the 3D, with the higher part of us the non-physical and we learn to actually work from both places not from the 3d ego up but we learn to actually pull more of the higher luminous self down into the 3d and we balance our physical self with our non-physical self and that's where this saying of as above so below comes in <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what—that's the metaphor that I was using, mm -hmm. is that most of us only work below. We work the bottom of the triangle and stay there when, in essence, I think what I'm trying to convey here, I'm just following my sense, is that, that there was this, I don't know if I ever told you, maybe I have, there is, let's just say he's a cosmic being, and the name that he's been assigned is Kryon, K-Y-R-O-N, 
and it's got a couple of books. They're probably 20, 25, 30 years old. Somebody actually penned the books for Cryon, who is similar, as I would say, to Abraham. Esther Hicks is a medium for Abraham. Mm-hmm. But Cryon says one of the seven cosmic laws, and actually my brother-in-law and I talked about, he mentioned it to me, is one of the seven cosmic laws is that everyone on this planet has a seed of divineness and holiness in them, but they do not know it. Because see, what we do is we judge our beings by, oh, I went to college at SMU or USC, and I'm an engineer, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a business person, and I'm a funnel person, I'm an affiliate marketer. We define our entire existence by the labels we give ourselves on this planet, which I've said many times is the lowest function and lowest level of our being. So what we want to learn to do is start functioning from the higher level because then that's where our sense, which your sister is very good at, and you may want to explain anything to any, any degree you want, but when we start functioning from higher level, higher self, higher mind, higher beingness, our luminous being, now we have access to the wisdom from that place instead of working from the lower being where we have no access to the wisdom. So I know we could go on forever just with this first one, but I guess my first question is, what might that look like when someone has balanced both the higher and lower self? Like how would we know or how, how would I might maybe experience someone else that has really like found some sort of balance there? Okay. And, and so I know I, I have to be careful here because I know people listening aren't going to have evidence of this, but my brother-in-law, the shaman, mm-hmm. Don Javier, mm-hmm. has balanced the lower and the higher. And I'm realizing even hearing myself ask a question, I'm like asking it from like a limited 3D, like give mm-hmm. me the tangible evidence. Yeah. How does it fit in yeah. the box, Jim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me give you guys a tangible takeaway. Every one of you listening right now, you one day are going to be a dead bag of skin. One of the most powerful things that you can do is accept your mortality. And it's something that a lot of people are afraid of. And what I'm going to challenge you to do, which gives you power, because most of you are so afraid of the littlest crap. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to judge me. Somebody's going to think something bad about me. Somebody's going to say I didn't do something well enough. Here's the thing. Every one of you are going to are going to air quote die. You are going to leave the planet. When you fully learn and you fully integrate that, you know what? Yeah, that is right. I'm going to leave. And if I'm going to leave and I'm going to face the cosmic abyss, why would I be freaking worried about what anybody thinks about my hair today or my funnel or this or my that? And when we start thinking in that kind of way, that's one way. There are many ways, but that is one way to start recognizing that, you know what, I'm a cosmic infinite being, not this little nonsensical human being that gets into nonsensical stuff on CNN or Fox News or who did this or who did what. You're just trapped in mediocrity when we do stuff like that. Yeah. Let me go a little further here. Sure. Human mediocrity. Most people come to this planet as, well, no, wait, wait. All people come to this planet as cosmic energy and cosmic beings. Then we incarnate into the body, and then what happens is we let the world steal that cosmic power from us. Because don't you think that if you have the power to incarnate into a body as a cosmic luminous soul, you can do that, that's pretty powerful stuff. But then you get born here, and then you get what I call domesticated. And that's what I've learned from my brother-in-law. The word over the years is domesticated. So then what the world does is the world takes all of that away from you and says, stand in line and raise your hand and use your left brain and join this religion and join this, you know, join this party and become a member of, you know, even though you're born, uh, you belong to this country. And they steal the cosmic infiniteness from you. And you don't even know it because you're too small and they've trapped you in the world and you've actually forgotten and given up what I call your cosmic seniority because you were born here as a cosmic being with seniority and you give it up to the world without even knowing we're doing it as small infants to the world. And to give you an example here, you've got a nephew and for everyone listening, something my brother-in-law said to me one time, which is profound. If you look in a baby's eyes, like a newborn baby, you can see forever. But if you look in a three-year-old's eyes, you can't see forever anymore. Why? Because that three-year-old has been domesticated. So let's bring it back to balance. Mm -hmm. The most important thing people can do is recognize that all the crap that you get into about your, and you see this stuff, which you and I don't participate in, 
on Facebook. Let me show people pictures of the private jet. Let me show people pictures of my Maserati. Let me say, oh, this is the wonderful life to live here and wherever I am in the hot tub with the, you know, the ocean out there and the boat over it. And oh, money, 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 which by the way, we both attract money and we know how to use it properly. We don't use it to define ourselves. So let's, let's go there. Using money to define yourself is way out of balance because now you're living from the lower part of you and there is no one listening right now that's gonna take any amount of money with them when they leave this body. And if you define your life by your money and your external success, you are living in the lower part of you and you are out of balance in the totality of you. And it's just, a, it's such a scary path because you will probably one day get that money and then you'll have that stark realization that it didn't actually give you the, the defining that you hoped. And that is a very empty, disappointing, feeling to have and then you just keep chasing more and more and more you know james i had a ceo on a call um a a one-to-one coaching call a while back makes a lot of money and he started crying and he goes i have all this stuff and i'm not happy and that's what it does when we live out of balance is we live in the 3d ego so i i I want us to move on, on because i want us to cover these but guys your takeaway is this if you're living your life by all the trappings now mind you mind you i'm gonna be very very certain here is that we live in an abundant universe and you deserve all the great things in the world that we live in if you want the maserati have it you want the million dollar home have it you want the forty thousand dollar rolex have it yet recognize you own none of that and never let it define you where you want to hold your attention is I'm a higher, you know, I'm a cosmic being here on a planet. I'm an earth school and I'm mm-hmm. learning and I'm growing. I'm here to experience. I'm here to evolve. I'm here to serve. I own nothing in my lifetime. And the takeaway with that before we move on is James, you've been around the block for a while and coached a lot of entrepreneurs. Do you notice how many entrepreneurs define their value by how successful they are? Yes. And the trap with that is it becomes this like reverse catch 22. Whereas like they can't go get more clients and more success because they're telling them th- themselves that story of, well, who am I to be helping somebody if I don't have this success? Part, yeah, partly. And I want to be careful there because even though I am of the physical world, air quote, you know, successful, we're always learning and we're always growing. And everyone has something to teach. I don't care where you are right now at the level you're working at, you've got something to teach. We live in a cosmic hierarchy. There are people at a higher level than you that have different things to teach that you don't know how to teach. And there are people that are brand new to you that have things to teach as well. But what I want people to be careful with is if they define themselves like, oh, I'm really successful. I have all this money and people say all this good stuff about me. Guess what? They're defining their 3D reality and their body by that and their life by that. And they feel good about it. And if they don't have that, now the reverse happens. Why? Because they're living in the lowest part of their being. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Okay. So that you want to ego for a second. Yeah. So that was number one. Just to recap, that's balancing, living and balancing both the higher and lower self. People are doing plenty of the lower self stuff. We're doing a great job at that. But it's bringing in and integrating the that we're cosmic beings. Okay, and so the takeaway, guys, because I want you to uh, uh, take away here is to recognize that the bag of skin you're in is gonna stop breathing. What you have to, even though you might analytically get it, I don't know that you get it, and that's okay, you are not your body. You are not your body. You are not your life. That is simply the vessel that you, the cosmic being, is traveling in right now. So the easiest place to take away for the first one is to really recognize you've heard before people saying we're not human beings having spiritual experiences we're spiritual beings having a human experience Mm -hmm. you've heard that tons of times yeah how about this and i said this on podcast 114 you are a cosmic being currently having a human experience when you work from that place now you have access, and when you really work, I don't mean just like wham, shazam, whammo, wave a <laughs> wand, yeah. but when you work from, I am a cosmic being, 
that expands your world of even 3D ego possibilities as opposed to just saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a human being in this bag of skin and I have a Rolex and I live over on XYZ lane where all the big houses are. There's no power there. Mm-hmm. There's no power in any of that. So that's number one. Any questions about that before we move on? No, let's, let's go ahead and move on to number two. Okay. okay. Number two is ego and self-importance is we place so much self-importance on ourselves. is that I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. Let me talk down to other people. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to that. I earn this. I earn that. What I really want to look at is self-importance and interject anytime you want here, you know, so we can take it apart further. But we all, so let me give you an example, working with a shaman, and you know this about me, is that the energy can get very intense and I can feel the energy working with a shaman. And I have a difficult time around solar cycles, eclipses, full moons. These are all cosmic cycles. I can feel these things. And sometimes I don't feel good. I just don't feel well at all. And one day, about a year ago, I walked outside and I was having a really hard time that day physically. And I walked outside and it was a beautiful, perfect crystal blue sky, 70 degree day, the birds chirping and everything else. I mean, the day was sublime in terms of weather. And I walked out into the garage and I'm like, God, oh my God, I feel like hell today. And I stopped and I'm like, you know what? I am so consumed with my self-importance about how I feel right now that I have missed this amazing day for the last couple of minutes right in front of me. Wow. Don't be so hard on yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was in a, I was in a, not, uh, not, a, not an emotional place, not poor me or any of that. I mean, I was in a physical, mm-hmm. physical place of not feeling well. And what we do is, is the, uh, oh my God, the social media and Facebook is so full of this. It's so full of the ego of people wanting to be important. Think about that. And let's, you know, any examples you want to bring up, but, but think about and, and this is ingrained in our culture because even in Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie says you want to make people feel important. Well, guess what? Does that make their higher luminous self feel good or their lower 3D body feel mm, good? Right. 3D body. It's all lower thinking. But people get so caught up in wanting to be important and they get into their ego and they're egotistical about it and they become arrogant about it and they become I want to be right about it. And the most powerful place that you can work from is it doesn't matter whether people see me or hear me or don't see or hear me. I am that I am and I am what I am. It's okay exactly where I am now. But people have this need to go out and impress other people. And unfortunately, you see it all over the social media. Um, There was a guy one time that I knew, and it was a sunny day here in Dallas. And he goes, oh, and he used a, a colloquialism, a Texas metaphor. But he goes, I got my horse and buggy washed. It's all clean now. And it was a Mercedes. <laughs> what do you think the intention of his point of his post was? I don't know to make people laugh and no to tell people he had a Mercedes, <laughs> right? Right. Without telling him that he had a Mercedes, exactly. though, it was it's like my horse and buggy. Yeah, whatever, dude. You're telling people that you've got a, uh, a Mercedes E350. But I'm humble about it. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what, bitch? Mine's a 550. I'm kidding. <laughs> so no. I know, I remember one time that, you know, maybe a couple times it's come up in our coaching on past episodes yeah. of the podcast talking about when someone criticizes you, uh, a complaint, a judgment, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're very clear, like that has nothing to do with you. And I remember when I heard you say that for the first time where my mind immediately went was, well, what about when someone says something nice about you? It still has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, James, I just finished up a coaching program and I made a note here as we cover it is the most powerful place when it comes to ego, the most powerful takeaway for you guys is to be humble. Now, some people think humbleness is weakness. Humbleness is not weakness. See, being humble is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. Hmm. I like that. And I remember many years ago, we were in Colorado and I was talking to my brother-in-law and he said that. And you know he's a servant. He serves. I mean, he just gives and gives and gives and gives, and it's not money based. I mean, I, I don't. I think a consultation with him is like 180 bucks or something for four hours. Yeah. And he said to me, he goes, "The most powerful thing that you can do is serve, and no one knows it, because see, the universe knows it, and the universe will balance the energy back. 
but many people do things, you know, and this, we can take this to business when it comes to ego. Many people do things, and you hear these words like servant leadership. Well, many people do things for other people because of what they're going to get instead of doing something just to do something to serve other people. Most people serve because they know there's going to be some reciprocity in that, and that's not the most powerful way to serve. The most powerful way to serve is let me help as many people as I possibly can. I want to preface this within the framework of whatever your business model is, okay, because some of us have higher price programs or whatever, but let me serve as many people as I possibly can without regard to what I'm going to get first. Now, I've known you for a long time. I've known you, you know, behind the scenes, and I know that you work from predominantly not how much money can I make, but how many people can I help first? Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Right, you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, you know, there's no need to feel good about this because it's not about you. It's right. my interpretation of you. Right. <laughs> but what I've also noticed, and everyone listening now, you've seen this. You'll watch one speaker and this, and I've seen this. Oh, this is my $120,000 Rolex. The only one person that has one like this and my $12 million house up on the, you know, up on the hill. But yet, when I listen to you, I never hear about the Rolex. I never hear about the multi-million dollar home in Laguna Beach. I never hear about those things because you don't feel a need to try to impress other people to make yourself feel important. Yeah. The more important that you try to make yourself be, the more ego you're demonstrating. And the more ego you're demonstrating, the less clarity and the less sense that you have. And when I say sense, let's talk about that for a moment. James, the tsunami back in, where was it, Sri Lanka, 2005, all those people killed? Mm -hmm. How many animals were killed? Do you know? No idea. Very few. They found very few dead animals. Yet, they found, what, 250,000 dead humans or something like that? See, we all have, as a cosmic being, we have what you guys will refer to as the sixth sense, the higher sense. Animals, because of barometric pressure, things around them, animals knew something was coming, and they ran for higher ground. Humans were sitting on the beach drinking their Mai Tais, (laughs) being all caught up in their 3D box, having no clue something was coming, and they got wiped off the beach. The purpose of what we're sharing here today is when you start integrating this stuff, your higher sense starts opening up, meaning that higher part of you knowing where I should place my ads, what feels right, who does it feel right to work with, it feels right to go this way with my business. Like you and I even talked about earlier, the name of my new podcast, it feels right. When you start working from the principles here, the higher sense opens up, we are guided now through higher intuition, which makes it much easier. And by the way, you're not in your way, your ego way, when you're working from higher sense, Now, it makes it much easier to get what you want on the 3D plane because you're working from higher direction. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. So it's it's not, it's all four of these beginning to master these. And I can see that especially letting go of the ego is what lets that intuition come through or that sense come through. Yes. Because you're either responding or reacting from fear or the worry, et cetera, which is all ego or from that higher place. Yes, or where most people respond from is the next one, which is past history. Let me take all of my past, and let me tell you that when I was 10 years old, my mother beat me, or my father did this. Now, I'm 40, and that was 30 years ago, but let me live in today from something that happened 30 years ago. So many people live from their past, and let's concretize this, even about, well, well, by the way, Mm -hmm. let me say this. Anything that has ever happened Anything that ever will happen and anything that is happening is happening right now. Nothing exists except now. Think about that for a second. Physically, in the physical, cosmic, unit, mathematical, physics, nothing exists except now. So I'm in the now talking to you. People are in the now listening to this, yet many people say, oh, I don't want to work for the now in my business. I don't, I don't want to be in the now. I want to work from 10 years ago when my business failed. And that was 10 years ago, which time doesn't exist anyway. Time's an illusion created by humans. So my business failed 10 years ago. Therefore, I'm going to be in fear. And today, 10 years later, I'm going to be in fear now of something that happened 10 years ago. Yeah. I think, quite frankly, out of all four, I think this is such a common one that I see 
with entrepreneurs, this, this living from the past or letting the past, what has happened, the events or, you know, the interpretations we made on those is dictating and determining their actions today. It's distorting. What was the, the phrase you used? Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance, right. Um, and you can just see it. You can see it play out. And I think this is a big one. This is one I'm, I'm always curious about, always focusing on is like, I guess the way I look at it is I try to look at not just each, first it was like each day and now it's like, wait a second, what about each moment yeah. where each moment is like a blank canvas? Yeah. So let's talk about you for a, a second on a coaching call. One of our, our final one-to-one coaching calls, we set your numbers up for this year, mm-hmm. the money your business wanted to make. Yeah. And we actually set your goal for you really high. We actually doubled your revenue. And you told me a month ago or so. No, it was triple. It was, it was more than 3X of what we ended with, two, yeah, 2017 at. Okay. Now, you told me, and by the way, I can give you my address again for my commission check on that. Okay, I'll give you that after the call. But you told me that a month ago or so that you were halfway there, meaning you were on track to make that money for the year. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, are you living in what's possible for you now or are you living from what you made in the past and working from that? Yeah, I'm living in what's possible. For you now. For me now, so, yeah. Yeah, so everyone listening, what you guys do, and let's really concretize this one, is none of, and I say none, 99.99999% of you, which is almost none, almost none of you say, what is possible for me right now today? And what's possible for you right now today is anything and everything that you want. What people do is they say, you know what, crap, I had a bad launch last month. Or, you know what, let me concretize this even more. People will say, okay, I made 150 last year, which Mm -hmm. is not now. I made 150 last year, and because I made 150 last year, I can make 175 this year. Right. So maybe they are asking, maybe they are asking that question, what is possible for me? But they're answering it based on, well, what's been possible in the power? What happened in the past or what was I able to do in the past? What would a little bit more look like? And that's what people want. A little more, a little better, a little different. Yeah. Whereas you, you tripled Mm -hmm. your revenue. You're going to hit it this year. You tripled it and you're working from what is possible for me now today and by the way i'm going to have you double it and triple it again next year just so you know oh great that's not possible (laughs) (laughs) well you were almost thinking that way also because you were working from your past when we first started working through that you're working from in my past if i actually triple if i want to triple my revenue in my past i felt like that took away my freedom which is a high value of yours therefore i don't want to find a new way i want to work from my past which means i've got to lose my freedom therefore i can't increase my income and i'll tell you which we'll reveal it in a moment it's the fourth tenant or pillar of impeccability that has helped me stay there the most of creating from a place of, of anything is possible. Which uh, is letting go of attachment. Yeah. Yeah. The, and I found this and guys working with a shaman, shamans can be very hard on their apprentices. And I have been put through the ringer over the years in some very significant ways. And so I want to be transparent with you guys, obviously. I mean, these are things that have I mastered all of this? Absolutely not. Have I lived in it for 25 years mindfully? Absolutely. Am I the best at this? Whatever that means, absolutely not. Am I further down the road than a lot of people? Absolutely. But I remember when I used to live in New York City. Okay, so let me, let me go back there myself. I was already on this path with my brother-in-law, the shaman, and I moved to New York City because I love New York. I used to live in Atlanta. Where I, quote, should have moved is to Dallas to be closer to him. But I was living in my 3D ego that wanted to live in New York which actually took me further away from the path. So I was out of balance. Self-importance and ego. I used to be, when I was much younger, I, I wanted to be known as the best at what I did and really good at what I did. And, and I wanted people to acknowledge me and people say, hey, Jim, that's the guy, that guy over there, Jim, is a guy who does that stuff really well. No longer. Say about me what you wish to say. That's entirely up to you. When it comes to attachment, I remember talking one day to my brother-in-law and he said to me, he said, one of your biggest limitations, and this was 1998, 20 years ago, 
he said to me, one of your biggest limitations is that you put attachments and expectations on things. And then when things don't work like you want them to work, you get pissed off and you get angry and you get frustrated and everything else, all because of your, of your attachments and your expectations. So James, over to you. How many of your students do you see and what kind of attachments do you see them putting on their business and then something not working and they're attached and it, it throws them out of kilter? Most of them, at least when they start working, this is this is a big thing that I talk about and, and teach. And again, there's the difference and we've kind of talked about it here today is it being a concept and then in the moment when that launch doesn't go the way you want or you didn't build your list the way you wanted to or that Facebook ad didn't perform, you know, can you recognize that? And you, you do, you start to get a sense that people are, they're waiting. It's as if their life or business will begin once they have those results, right? And I don't know if you notice that too, but it just sounds like this, like once I'm at the finish line, this illusionary finish line, then I will have made it, then it can begin. And I look back at my journey, I noticed I did that. And it's like, you know, there's a part of you that gets nostalgic of that. Like I loved like living off of Subway sandwiches, you know, there's, there's like a, a really appreciation for that part of the journey of that struggle and like doing whatever it took. And I was, I'd hustle my way to events and like try and convince people to give me a free ticket and convince mm-hmm. someone to sleep on their couch in a hotel room. And, you know, like it's all part of it. And uh, I recognize now how much attachment I had to, well, once I make it or once I have this revenue or blah, 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 then I am something, then I am, can do this and then I'm worthy and then I'm blah, blah, blah. But you already were. Well, exactly. Yeah. You already were, but I want to take what you're saying there, James, and add for people. Well, James and I don't hustle. We don't grind. We don't work till our eyeballs bleed. We attract. When you work from a higher consciousness, higher awareness, higher vibration, which is what we're completely talking about, all these other things that you have been chasing or you see people chasing, you no longer have to chase. Why? Because you're not working from your 3D body. You're working from higher function of your resonance and your vibration. Now you become a more clear channel to attract this because again i've said multiple times you're working from your higher self not your lower self so l- let me give them a takeaway james and, mm-hmm. and and feedback here is great on this and some corroboration on this if it works for you so how do we let go of attachment is the way that i let go of it years ago I, i'm pretty certain of that i used to be attached to stuff that i put out meaning is it good enough I don't know if you're familiar with that concept with yourself, but if I put this out, is it good enough? Did you ever have that before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you're attached. In that moment, you're attached to whether or not people are going to say it's good enough. I read something one day, one of the few times that Facebook has been useful for me socially, and there was one little phrase on Facebook that set me free. It's, don't ask how good you are. Ask what the world needs. Then... That falls in line with me, who I am as a person. I believe we're here for two reasons on the planet. To grow, to evolve our beingness, and to serve the evolvement of the being of others. That is my understanding in 25 years of a shaman. That's why we are here. As cosmic beings, we cannot evolve unless we are in matter. That's why we incarnate into matter, is to evolve. We don't evolve between being in physical matter. So... When I look at how many people can I help, there's no attachment to that. I just say, let me help as many people as I can. And James, to concretize this for you and I, I know we've got to wrap up in a bit. You and I actually put some stuff out last February and we got steamrolled in a very positive way. I mean, our response was overwhelming to what we did. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is not because of the offer or anything else. The reason why, and people don't get this, but I'm going to share this with you guys. Have you ever, and I know you have, James, have you ever met somebody right away and just in a couple of minutes and you're like, I just, I don't, their vibe is off. They just, I don't gel with them. Yeah, totally. Then you meet somebody else like me. I'm just kidding here. Who you vibe with right right away. (laughs) But you know what I mean? You meet somebody like in, in minutes and you're like, there's just, I don't know. I don't feel good around this person. Somebody else you're like, boom, I've known this person forever. It feels like, right? Yeah. I feel like, Jim, sometimes like you sound so serious that I don't know if people get your sense of humor <laughs> sometimes. Like, like oh, guys, we dear. crack up a lot. Off, off these calls, it's nothing but crack up the whole time. But <laughs> what, I, what I want everyone to get is that 
James and everyone else listening, you recognize people through vibration. And then this is all filtered through your higher mind, to your unconscious mind, to your analytical mind. So the higher you evolve your energy through what we're talking about, the more appealing and the more desirable you become to people in the 3D world and the more that you can serve the 3D world. Yeah, and I think you just described the work that I've been doing on myself since I started my entrepreneurial journey and since I started this podcast. And you do, you, do, you start to see the results. I see how this podcast has, has taken off, uh, how we've reached not just more people, but a completely different group of people. And it's, it isn't, it's not, it's not talked about, you know, people don't say how to grow your list is evolve your being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Step one. Or, or the L word that nobody uses in business is operate from love. Yeah. Not that, not that the ego that you love what you do, but the ego of, I love serving and how many people can I serve? And then we go into physics. The universe is constantly expanding. Then we go into neurolinguistics and human beings is expansion is a natural way. And the more that you can help people expand, even their 3D life, the more that you can actually people that you can pull in, the more people that you can lead. But when you, my final comment here is this, I know we have to wrap up and then Mm -hmm. we can dialogue any final, final comments. One of my clients one time, she is about 80 years old now. By size, her business is the same size as Barbara Corcoran's company, which you know who Barbara Corcoran is from Shark Tank. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah, she, uh, according to NAR, National Association of Realtors, she's one of the top 20 thought leaders in national real estate. She's a broker. She is a Dallas business icon. I mean, friends with people like Ross Perot that she knows personally, et cetera, et cetera. I tell you guys all this for a reason. She has all this physical social status in the 3D world. I mean, she's a Dallas business icon. One of my best friends, I was her coach. She became my mentor. One day we went to lunch and I said to her, because she was president of a real estate company for 30 years prior, and she started her own company when she was 60. And she grew to the second largest private real estate company in North Texas in 10 years. And I said, how did you do that so quickly? And this is what she said to me, guys. She said, easy. Love, care, concern, and giving. So even if you guys have missed a lot of what I've shared here today, which this would apply to ego, because ego is all about you wanting something, but in your business, if you can, from the heart, you can serve with love, true care, concern, and giving, you will never want for income in your business. I love it. I love it. So I just want to recap what we've been talking about or what Jim has been sharing here. These are the four tenets of impeccability. The beautiful thing is that they're simple. They may not be easy, right? There's a difference between something being easy and something being simple. But to boil down the work that you've been doing for over 20 years into these four areas of of mastery, that's not easy to simplify it. It's also not, not necessarily easy to live that way and to continue to strive for a higher level of mastery. Hang on, Uh, let me add there. It's easier when we take all the self-importance off from my 3D world and what I have in my bank account, and it's easier when we work from let me evolve and grow to the highest degree that I can. Now we're even operating in the energy to make these things happen. Mm -hmm. So to recap these really quickly, it's creating balance, living and balancing both your higher and lower self, yeah. Letting go of ego and self-importance. Being humble. Being humble. Erasing yeah. past history, meaning creating in this moment from infinite possibility. That's all that exists. Every one of you guys, because you've been conditioned and been domesticated to believe differently that time is linear from left to right. Mm-hmm. Every one of you listening right now, when we started this interview, I guess almost an hour ago, that time doesn't exist anymore. That space doesn't exist anymore. All that exists is in this exact razor edge second right now, which when I even started this comment, that time has already gone also, we are still in the now. We are always, 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 always in the now. And that's the only place we can can create from. Yeah, which just bends my mind a bit. Uh, (laughs) And finally, releasing attachment. Letting go of the outcomes. Mm -hmm. 
do what you do. You, you know, you know me long enough. I do what I do. I love what I do. Whatever's going to happen as a result of what I do, then let it happen. Now, let's go back one more thing here, and then we can wrap up. The first podcast we did, 114, I sat in silence for 14, uh, 15 minutes, 30 minutes before we did that. And that podcast, as best I know, is one of your highest downloaded podcasts in the past year. Yeah. Okay. Before I started that podcast, I didn't say, oh, let me knock it out of the park. Let me dazzle people. Let me, let me feel self-important. Let me say a bunch of dazzling things and write it down so I make sure that I get it right. I simply said, how can I serve? And that was it. How can I serve? And we work from that place. We're working from Aini, which is ancient principle, Incan, which is reciprocity of life. And there's no time to go into that now. But when we work from how can I serve with an open heart, now we're working from higher function. Well, I think you've definitely served here today on your third episode here on the <laughs> podcast. So uh, I just want to thank you. Thank you for your time. I'm excited that you have your podcast coming out soon, which I know will be updating my listeners on because I think they're going to love it. So we'll give them more. Up. Yeah. Do you have a date or anything when that's... Not when... yet. As soon as we're finishing what we're doing right now, we're going to have a date for a launch. And we're going to put it out there. It'll be within 30 days. Awesome. Any final words before we wrap this up? Yeah, you're going to love this. You ready? Yes. And you can explain to them and we'll wrap it up. Just be. Mm. That's yeah, it. That's it. So because you, I think you were going to put that on your wall. It's something I taught James years ago as we try to do all these things in the world. Just be and let the essence come through you. You taught me that exactly a year ago. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. yeah. But now I think you're gonna, you were going to paint a piece of art and put on you yeah. and, and your wife and put it on your living room wall. Yeah. Just be. Mm -hmm. All right, brother. Thank you for the invite today. Hopefully this will reach the people that it needs to reach and they'll actually consume it, listen to it several times and start pulling some of this into their life to start transforming their own life so they can make their life a whole lot easier because when they do this, they'll be getting out of their way and they'll be working from higher essence, not the lower essence that's in their way. Thank you, Jim. And thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Hey guys, as you already know, Jim Fortin has helped me as well as countless others get out of their own way and get more of what they want in their business and their lives. And he does this by helping to show you how to rewire your brain for lasting success. And this Wednesday, September 12th, I'm bringing Jim on live to show you how you can do the same. So to join us, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash live. Can't wait to see you there.